Good morning and welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update. I'm your host, Jim Mackey, with the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. Today, we are encouraging our middle school parents, coaches, and students to be prepared for basketball season by discussing some important safety information. Joining the conversation today are two of our Duval County sports medicine experts. Both are licensed athletic trainers, Jerry Stevens, the supervisor of athletic training in Duval County, and Tatiana Burrow of Rebalt High School. Both have had very successful programs in boys and girls basketball through the years. Welcome to our discussion today. All right, we're going to begin with both of uh, our experts telling us a little bit about their roles and responsibilities as athletic trainers, uh, or what are the athletic trainer responsibilities at the high school level in our district of Duval County, and what steps middle schools can take to make sure their sports programs are safe. So uh, again, Jim mentioned I work at Revolt High School, and my job is a healthcare provider for all sports on campus. So I specialize in the prevention and recognition of sports-related injuries, and I also um, specialize in taking care of life-threatening injuries, too. Um, So it's a big job. It's fun, but it's definitely a huge responsibility. My biggest, um, I guess, advice for middle schools programs is to uh, definitely create a relationship with your parents and then your community as far as your physicians and even urgent care facilities that are near your school. It's super important to build a community that is um, that has expertise when it comes to our health care, our students' health care, and also um, great communication among coaches and parents. I, I highly recommend um, like education programs as well. So it's it's really just building that community to provide those education opportunities for our athletes. And as supervisor of district athletic training, I make sure that we collaborate with all of our 17 athletic trainers, many of which uh, occasionally throughout the year will get the responsibility to be the athletic trainer for a middle school championship event. Uh, we just recently had one in volleyball and uh, our area high schools will host those events, and therefore we collaborate with our athletic trainers to make sure we have some uh, safety personnel there. Okay, well, what should parents and coaches be doing at this point uh, prior to basketball season to ready themselves and their student athletes for upcoming for the upcoming basketball season? What are some of the steps involved in getting ready? So biggest thing is step number one, get your sports physical. Uh, You can do that with your primary care physician or even at like a care spot. Um, Best to do it with your primary care physician because they can also um, hopefully have a history of your um, medical history. So if you have any heart related issues, they can refer you directly to a cardiologist. So that's amazing. And um, that's just step number one. Step number two, conditioning is really important. A gradual uh, slow progression to high intensity conditioning. Um, Don't start the kids off with extreme high extreme conditioning. Just uh, make it gradual because they, you know, many of them probably haven't been doing much um, before the season starts. Uh, Also just a lot of uh, stretching and warming up properly. There's so many techniques you can find on YouTube that are provided by like athletic trainers as myself to get the kids ready, it's super important to um, have the kids warm up before you start conditioning and such. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. Um, Jerry, what are some of the injuries 
that are common in basketball uh, that, uh, and what can parents actually do and student athletes and coaches do to help prevent some of these injuries that, that do occur? Things like ankle injuries, shin splints, uh, jumpers, knee, things like that. What are some prevention type things that uh, we can uh, implement here? Well, to follow up on what Tatiana mentioned, flexibility, stretching of, of all the larger muscles groups, especially lower extremity. I mean, you know, the legs is because, uh, you know, that, that you're going to do a lot of running, cutting, cutting and jumping, uh, playing basketball. So uh, those are the things there. And then it's also important to, to work on balance. Uh, there's a lot of times what most of the ankle injuries occur is because, you know, the, the, the student athlete will will jump up for a rebound or will shoot a jump shot or uh, and when they come back down, their, their ankle might not be in the right position or they land on another athlete's foot and it causes an ankle sprain. So some ways to prevent the lower extremity injuries is um, to make sure they have good balance and uh, they, they have good lower extremity strength. Also. Uh, one other area that we, we see a lot is, uh, is oral in injuries, you know, injuries to the, to the mouth area. So uh, usually it's caused by, you know, running into the, the head of another athlete or getting the elbow of another athlete or shoulder, uh, and you can cause some dental um, injury as well. So a, a well-fitting mouthpiece uh, is also good, something that could be thought of uh, that could help reduce some of those impacts. Exactly. So what's some of the importance of hydration? You know, this is an indoor sport. People think, well, I'm not sweating out in the hot sun and that. But what what are some of the important factors regarding hydration and nutrition for the middle school uh, level athlete? And what influence can coaches and parents have on these in a positive direction for their student athletes? So hydration is super important just for our general health, but especially with athletes um, because they sweat even more than the average person. So um, some people think that hydrating like the day of the game is enough, but you need to be hydrating every day. That's, I mean, for the regular person, it's said eight ounce or eight cups of water a day, but y'all, as athletes, they need to be drinking a lot more than that. A good teller of good hydration is the color of your urine. It should be a lemonade color. Um, if you're in the apple juice range, that, uh, you know, increase your water intake. Um, and believe it or not, good nutrition actually increases performance. So if the kids are eating right, their bodies will respond properly and they'll have uh, longer lasting stamina and on the court. Um, you'll see less of muscle cramps, and obviously those are 100% preventable in most cases, and, and it takes kids out of the game when they're not properly hydrated. So it's it's very important to emphasize these things. What about nutrition, uh, Jerry? What are some things that uh, we should be encouraging uh, in regards to uh, proper eating habits and even rest and recovery? Yeah, that, that's a that's always a challenge, especially when most of these kids, uh, your kids leave early and uh, they, they might leave at uh, eight o'clock in the morning and they don't come home from practice until six or six thirty at night. And uh, they may not have the opportunity to to eat appropriately throughout the school day. So it's, it's important if, if they're allowed to bring snacks to school. It's important that maybe they have some nutritious snacks. Fruit is always fruit and carrot sticks and things like grapes. They're all easy 
they, they, they stay well uh, in a backpack uh, and uh, they can be snacked on during the day. I'd like to make a quick uh, mention here too. When we talk of nutrition and hydration, they do go hand in hand. You know, fruits and vegetables are a natural source of, of fluid as well. And, um, you know, I want to make the, the difference here between sports drinks and energy drinks. Energy drinks really have no place in athletics. Uh, sports drinks or Gatorade or Powerade, those are significantly different than the Red Bulls and the other energy drinks that are out there that can actually hinder hydration. Good point. Thank you very much. Uh, well, thank you very much for both of your input uh, on these uh, very important topics. Uh, as we close out, what would you uh, advise to a, a parent uh, to when and how to reach out to a healthcare provider like yourselves as a certified athletic trainer if and when their athlete is injured? Because they may come home uh, and then report the injury that, hey, I don't feel right or something happened today. Uh, or they have a joint that swells up, but at what point and how would you uh, advise them to uh, uh, come to the healthcare provider and the certified athletic trainer if available? Yes, uh, any, if I ever see any swelling or if a parent ever sees any swelling in a joint, that is a good red flag to go see a, a, a physician. So the first go-to is a primary care physician. If your child has a primary care physician, that is an easy go-to. You schedule your appointment, they can get examined, and then referred to an orthopedic physician if needed. Um, for kids who don't have a primary care physician, if their middle school is adjunct to a high school, most all of the Duval County high schools, public high schools, has an athletic trainer. They can always see their that athletic trainer as well to get proper referral. Um, and if they don't have an adjunct high school with an athletic trainer, I recommend just uh, the school nurse could also be a good advocate to get the kid in to see a physician. Um, you don't want to delay on you. Early recognition is the best. You don't want to delay on an injury because it could just prolong the healing process and keep them out even longer. And, and as a quick follow up to that, um, you know, you are the best advocate and should and know your child and know that what's normal and abnormal regarding their, their behavior. And if you naturally have a very energetic child and they're, they're kind of being more protective, um, you know, you need, you need to start looking for help at that point. Uh, anything that is abnormal outside of their normal behavior is important. Things that don't look right, swelling, bruising, those types of things. Uh, if something doesn't respond or they're not responding in a normal fashion, then you need to have uh, a, you need to have uh, someone of a higher level of uh, healthcare uh, knowledge to look at that that child and make sure they get the proper care. All right, thank you very much, Tatiana and Jerry. This has been great. Thank you to, for joining us today on the Youth Sports Safety Update, which is produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program, or JSMP. We are dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and prevention. Please subscribe to our podcast and check our website at JAXSMP for more information. That's JAXSMP.com for more information. Thank you, and please stay safe. Take care.